her, loves her. This is such a weird thought, but I always think if you were to die, like thousands of people would attend your funeral. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I know that's really weird. But... Welcome to Between Friends, the podcast exploring the role friendships play in our day to day lives. Hi, I'm Zara. I'm 25. I'm from Chiswick, London, and I still live in Chiswick, London. <laughs> Hi, um, my name is Izzy. I'm 25. I'm from Chiswick, and I'm currently living in Ballam. Okay, welcome to another episode of Between Friends. Today we're talking to Izzy and Zara. After meeting at a performing arts school audition in year six, they have weathered all the classic teenage storms, including a joint emo phase, which I really want to know what that is, and even their drunk alter egos are best friends. So guys, welcome. Thank you for coming. Oh my God, thanks for having us. Love it. What was your first impression of Izzy, if you remember? Or like, what did you think of her in those first few years? I don't remember the audition. I, yeah, this I have a flash yeah. of you of you know how when we were auditioning we had to do like a monologue and a yeah. musical thing. So I to bit, I remember. So you. I originally could do ballet, but I auditioned to be on the dancing course, and I turned up and they were like, right, you've got the ballet workshop, and I was like, but I, I can't can't do ballet. I've I've done a dance to Sister Sisters, like it's a <laughs> it's a contemporary dance, and they were like every piece. Literally, they were like, okay, cool, and so I did it, and literally just the introduction was me being like. Just one step out, one step in. And they let, bless them, they let me audition for that. And then I got taken to the acting, to the acting um, audition. And I was obviously like, so shit scared. I just, I remember you being in tears. I mean, to me, like, my first actual, like, proper memory of me and Izzy is in that as actually being friends is when we went through that whole, like, fallout boy. Like, that to me is, like, <laughs> yeah, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. With me and you, we were, like, close at the beginning and we called each other, like, fallout boy buddies and, like, on Bebo, we'd, like, write on each other's walls, like, yes. FOB buddies and, like, listen to music. We were, like, wanting to go to Camden and, like, our fringes were from, like, here to here. Like, oh, my God. I've seen then... the pictures of Bad Gal Riri face oh on Zara. Bad Gal Riri, I love... Oh, my God, when God. you cut your hair into Riri, that was, like... Wait, was what phase of Rihanna were you trying to... You were, that was the a little bit asymmetric bob face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but coming back to the fallout boy thing, I still have... You know, in school, you have, like, a record book. I still have this record book that I think it was in your eight, and it's defaced. It's completely defaced, and all over it, it's just written, like, FOB buds... For yeah. life, oh like the, like and Zaza, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were super into like My Chemical Romance. Oh and my god, great band! And, like, great I remember, band. I literally remember us sitting in the cafeteria. It's like the lamest. I was gonna say this is our funniest memory, oh. but it's not funny. It's just fucking weird. <laughs> it was like it was. Um, we were in the cafeteria and we were sharing headphones on listening <laughs> to my iPod video, like listening to Bullet for My Valentine. Oh. And I was like, yeah, this is oh like really god. good. And we were just like. 
people but like at that age I definitely had the same that you bond so deeply with somebody yeah. over like the weirdest thing like my absolute like best friend from maybe like year four to year ten was over McFly because like I was going to marry Danny and she was going to marry Everyone Dougie. Everyone has their person that they Yeah are. but it's like it's funny how that like actually caused leads to these like really serious um connections. Yeah. Like would you guys say that you have a moment like obviously beyond the, the common shared interest mm. where you first remember looking at them being like, we're actually going to be really close friends. Like, again, like, I find it really hard. Like, we've been friends for so long. It is so I find it really difficult to pinpoint moments. Pinpoint moments. But I do remember that in, like, year nine, year eight, it was all, like, very bitchy at the school, and one person had kind of said to Sarah, like, you need to pick who your best friend is. Like, is it me... Is he? Like, who is it? And I remember you didn't say me, you said the other person. And I was like, that's fine, like, that's cool. I remember it was, like a, it was like a breakup. She was just like, okay, like, I understand. Yeah, it was so sad, but like Mark, that... I feel so bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, we're good. But that was like the culture in the school. It was like, you mm. can't have one. It was like, you know, Bebo, top friends. Yeah. Like, you've got to be number one and you get moved down. It was just, it was awful. And do you guys think, as you kind of went through, if we're still sticking in the secondary school phase, mm. so you know everyone can kind of relate to this this idea of how important best friends are yeah and that label of like who are your top friends is kind of arbitrary but what do you think the role of like being each other's best friends evolved into i mean like for me personally i just don't like i just have people who are my friends and people who aren't my friends i don't have this whole like you're my best friend you're my friend obviously Mm -hmm. like in life it's true you'll have people that are like your mates and people that are like your best friends but I think you grow out of that whole kind of like, mm-hmm. who are you closer to? Because also like every friendship is different. Like yeah. we now both have so many friends outside of our friendship that we yeah. don't really know that well. And it's not like a fucking competition. But I think it's that like... is very much like a symptom of being like semi-mature adults now. Yeah. But a hundred percent, like same thing as you. I remember being like 12, 13 and it being like, who is your best yeah. friend? And you I could only have one. You, you could, could only have yeah, exactly. yeah, And hard. I remember being so envious of, people at my school who had that one best friend because I was just thinking I want like that one yeah. partner in crime that I can do everything with and like with mm-hmm. sisters because I saw various people have that and I always just felt like oh, I want like my number one and then now I'm like oh my god like how great is it that I literally have like loads of best loads friends. of best friends yeah. who I could rely on for anything yeah you know what's funny answer. is like obviously none of this existed when we were that age but I sometimes think it now where exactly the same like I have like a bunch of best friends but you know, there's like memes on Instagram and stuff like that that are like me and my bestie doing this. Yeah. And it, I, for me, I think it creates the same feeling that people have when they're like 12. I don't have that one person. Mm, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't yeah, think it's healthy it. to have like one person that yeah. like, you know, if they ditch you, you've got fucking nobody to hang out I with. I also know like, someone our age who kind of is still clinging on to like that one person and it's just not healthy like you get to a certain age and you're like you branch out you now need to branch out and it's also very difficult for people then to branch out when they get to a certain Mm. age because they're so used to that like one support system so kind of on that vein you've touched on this already but um, if you had to answer this in a question which is obviously hard to do what would you say of each other you admire the most loyal as a super non-judgmental feel like I could tell you anything and it would just be like okay cool like want to help you 
with me. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about me? My or thing, you? I know not? this, and you already know this, so I always say it to you, is that I just feel like Izzy has this ability to just make friends with anybody and everybody. Like, I always say, like, she just has, like, thousands of friends. And not in that way of, like, I, I completely understand why she has so many friends, because she just has this, like... She just gives off this air, and I'm always like, oh, I just don't know how you do it. It's like, he, she can meet someone, and then just, like, they just, like, get each other's number and start meeting up. And I'm always like, how oh, the fuck do you do that? I think that, like, <laughs> I think you're the same. I think no, the like, same. and it's also just, like, but it's not in, like, a fake way. It's, like, people love her because she is, like, so lovely, so genuine. Like, everybody that meets her loves her. This is such a weird thought, but I always think if you were to die, like, thousands of people would attend your funeral. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I know that's really weird, but, like... That's so nice, though. Yeah, she's just so, like... And it's because she's genuinely, like... She's not one of those people that has, like, hundreds of friends, but, like, you know, they're all kind of, like, fake friendships or, like, they don't really care about, but, like... She's just, like, so close with so many people. And it doesn't get, like, diluted mm. by number. So, obviously, like, I guess it sounds like you guys have grown up together so much. And you've also gone through a lot of, like, hard times in school that everyone goes to. You know, like, merging friendship groups and the whole, like, bitchiness of girls when they're, like, 13 is pretty unparalleled. Mm. And, you know, your friendship has seen you through all of that. And I think everyone would agree that you can't get to like being friends for 15 years without your friendship strengthening through tough times as well. Mm. So do you guys have something in your head that's like the toughest time your friendship has gone through? So we, we both went to secondary school together and our secondary school was like a very specific, weird, like insular school, which was like at the time, like really good for performing arts, which is at the time what we both wanted to do. And then we both left that school and went to a different sick form. And we only knew each other there, mm. plus, like, um, no, that was it. So, yeah. yeah. And then um, it was just, like, a super different environment. Like, the people were really different. The, just, like, yeah, everything was really different. And what impact did that have on your friendship? I think we, we had a massive argument in year 13. Well, it wasn't an argument. It was just, like, just, I don't know. Like, I think you had, like, slipped out something about me, like, not, actually not maliciously, like, kind of by accident mm. to people, like, something that I didn't want people to know about me and yeah. I just took it really badly. Yeah. And it wasn't even an argument. It was more just me being, like, not speaking to anymore. Yeah. And me kind of, like, realising, like, okay, like, I've done something really wrong, but, like, totally didn't mean to do it, but also the fact that I was, like, like, I did do it. Mm. So that was... And, like, I felt so bad about it. Um... Yeah, and that was, I'd say that was that was pretty bad. But I think the point is, is that, like, even though... I, I think all along I, I knew it wasn't, like, malicious, because I just know you. I know yeah. she's not the type of person to, like, But you still like, needed time to people. just, like, But I just needed to kind of, like, it. get over it. Yeah. yeah. And it was, like, I mean, like, at the time it was probably, like, I don't know, like, three weeks or a month. But, you know, when you're that age and you're, like... Yeah, felt I was, like, like oh, my God! Yeah. They're going to be my friend again. I, mean, I, I knew eventually it would, but I was, like, oh, my God, is it ever going to be the, the same? The same, like, yeah. Because I did just feel so guilty because it was that thing of, like, oh, my God, I've actually, like, betray- I've actually betrayed the trust. Like, now the trust is, like, gone. Now we're going to have to, like, relearn that. Um, but but I, it was, a, like, I knew it was a mistake. But you know no, what I mean? totally. Like, and I, I think that's a testament to the fact that it's, like, I know you. Like, yeah. you don't do stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah. to, to be... She's not, like, gossipy. Do you know what I mean? And mm. it kind of ironically, it sounds like you had to go through that whole thing 
in order to, to realise that. that yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then we made up a prom. I always remember <laughs> oh that. God, you were sitting there so in, your, in your little white dress. Oh my God, that was such an ugly dress as well. Like, you know, you look at pictures and you're like, how did my mother let me out of the house? Like, that's actually cruel. So what was the making up? I just, we had this prom, I would hardly call it a prom, it was at this, like, bar or something. Yeah, it was just at this bar, and everyone, like, got super dressed up, and blah, 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 and, like, we'd obviously, like, not spoke the whole night, because we weren't talking, and then, um, I think we'd gone outside for a cigarette, or something Mm. like that, and, like, we just, we were, you know, you you know, you're you're civil, and you're like, hey, good night, (laughs) and then eventually we just, we just, like, buried it. I think I was like, I miss you, or something, you were like, yeah, "Yeah, I miss you too. It was, like, a bit awkward at first, but then we we literally just, like, made up, and then from then it was fine. Yeah, It wasn't like, oh, now we're gonna go through this journey of, like, making up. Yeah. It was just fine. I think it was just, like, we both just, like, I've gotten over it. Like, Mm -hmm. like I said, I knew it wasn't, it was a mistake, and it wasn't, like, malicious. But I think it also says a lot about the way that you guys handle conflict and by that I mean like anything where one of you upsets the other one unintentionally mm. because it you know you chose not to fight about it and I wonder say something like that would happen again now and having gone through that how do you guys think you would react now like did you learn from that in some way or I think like I know you I feel like I would never just like go off on you about something yeah, I, 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 I would be like why did you say that yeah. why did you do that yeah. like you know it wouldn't just be like you fucking yeah it would be like that I think yeah. we also I think we'd be quite on like right can we try and like figure this out like what happened like let's yeah. kind of move on from it like I really don't want to have an argument really don't want to hold a grudge I think we both would be down to like yeah figure it out rather than okay, I don't know what she's done. Am I going to message her? Mm, I might send her a little bitchy message, like, by the way. Like, I think we'd... I think as well we're both upfront enough with each other to kind of be like, listen, you did this yesterday. That was really fucked up. You really hurt me. You need to speak about this or whatever. But it wouldn't just be this kind of like... A hundred percent. I think, actually, in the past, when things like that have happened, or, you know, I've woken up from a night out and, like you know, blacked out, used to black out a lot, sometimes it still happens, and I'd be like, oh my god, I can really sorry if I said this, and you'd be like, Izzy, like, if you did, like, I would have told you, you were fine, and I hope that actually, you know, if something had happened, I think you would be able to be like, look, you did this, and you did that, Mm -hmm. it's alright, but... And I think in friendships, we, you know, obviously with your best friends, there's kind of this higher state that you want to be able to voice things with them. But Mm. there's kind of this idea quite often that friendships are supposed to be easy. And so quite often I find, especially with, you know, certain friends that you maybe haven't had that initial argument with or something big that you've overcome, it's so much easier to not say it. And it is fine, but it really kind of leaves this... Mm -hmm glass ceiling that you can't break through and it kind of makes yeah. you less close as well mm, because yeah. you always harbour that sort of like you know someone's like pissing you off and yeah. you just don't want to say anything yeah and then whatever. that just builds and builds yeah. and builds exactly and... Yeah. yeah I have I have friends that I got to 25 with without ever having a fight which sounds great and it is great but it's also I think unless you've had a fight where you actually have to have a conversation about it you don't know that you can rectify something that comes yeah. up yeah so true I haven't even really like thought about that Mm. so it sounds like it has kind of in a good way had a lasting impact on your friendship in terms Mm. of like you guys seem to relate to each other differently than you would if you'd never had that fight years and years ago it's weird because I like don't even think about it but yeah I I didn't even remember it until like a few days ago I was like (laughs) we've never had that oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) so true though 
So very obvious that you guys have learned a lot from each other over the years. <laughs> but obviously a big part of friendship is often giving each other advice on different topics, big and small. Do you have any piece of advice that you wish they would take or a piece of advice that you've never given them and you've never had a chance to say? I think that Iz is like such a good friend and so loyal to people that sometimes she lets people get away her friends and not friends included with treating her not up to the standard that they should mm. like not saying you let people walk over you that's not what I mean because you do speak your mind but I do think there have been points in some of your other friendships or like relationships whatever mm. when like people just like, haven't been acting right and you kind of just let it slide yeah like I and would I would say. like literally sit there and be like yep yeah yep. and I feel that I feel that even in the last couple months I feel like I've actually changed, like in like in that respect of like actually kind of trying to understand my worth a little bit. Because mm. I feel like in those situations, I maybe just didn't want to. Yeah, I maybe didn't feel like yeah. I deserved it actually, or something like that. But totally, and you're not even the first like person, like friend, to, like say that to me. I've had other friends just be like, "You'd never do that to them," so I'm kind of confused as to why they can just do it to you and you kind of take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your friends can kind of be a mirror in that sense where they sort of hold up a mirror saying, I wouldn't, I would, like, why would you accept this behaviour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I think it's hard because people have said that to me. Like, one of my friends is always like, oh, you're such a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because it's up to a certain point, it's a positive trait. It's like sometimes you put other people's feelings towards yours or you let things slide for the, you know, Comfort of the Better group of the and blah, group. blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to start a thing because no. that's going to make other people feel uncomfortable. And... Yeah, and then it's like when it becomes a recurring theme, it's yeah. when it becomes a negative mm-hmm. thing, you're like, well, if that's impacting my self-worth. Well, definitely, because that is, like, Izzy's not the kind of person to just, like, cut people out and be like, you know, you're toxic, I'm not speaking to you anymore, kind of, which, is, which is a good thing. Like, yeah. you are, and you're always wanting to resolve things with people, which is amazing. But, but also there comes a point where... Well, yeah, and it's also, like, because sometimes it's, like you know, people will do stuff that's just, like, not on, basically. And it's, like, yeah, I just think, like, don't, like, don't let how fucking, like, good a person you are, like, kind of let people, like, do things Mm. that they shouldn't do. I actually find it, like, really hard to, like, give you a piece, like, of advice. And then I was thinking, is it that... And I actually think I'm worse at this than you are, but, like, maybe, like, beating yourself up, like, after maybe, like and I out or thinking yeah. like you've done something you know and we've done this to each other a lot you know I message Zara and I go oh my god like I didn't know what I did last we're night. both like did. really similar in this but context. in this whole thing of like backing out kind of becoming like a very different person sometimes when you get drunk like doing things that you would never ever do sober and like we're so similar which is a reason why I think we've like really bonded as friends because there is no judgement there because we like literally understand what the other person has done I've been thinking that more and more because like we but yeah we both kind of have like prob- not like problems with drinking but like no, we but both we both have like we we consistently take it way too far yeah like drink too much do yeah exactly crazy things yeah. and then it's just kind of like people act like you you it's like you want to act like that it's like I don't it just happens yeah like, not that's an excuse but the more you I feel like the more I beat myself up about it the worse it will be next time like because it's like you're so wanting to like kind of escape it mm-hmm. that I don't know and it's kind of like but, just yeah but I also remember like you coming around to mine like fairly recently maybe like a few months ago when I just started like 
speaking to a therapist and like that was really like great for me to do but we were were talking about that and being like maybe one thing that we need to do is like kind of like assess like how we feel like before the beginning of the night Mm. because sometimes I feel like a lot of us like both of us like sometimes like even if I'm feeling a bit shit like I'll get really overexcited and so like then I drink because I'm really nervous or I'm really anxious so like I'm gonna drink and I, I remember kind of saying to her, I was like, I've tried to, like, at the beginning of the night, assess, like, am I feeling really anxious going to this party? Okay, so when I get there, I'm going to get a glass of water and I'm going to get one drink. I'm going to try and make that last for a little bit and, like, ease myself into it. Whereas I think before I would have been like, I feel so fucking anxious. I'm going to go and get, like, a double. And yeah, I'm so, like, go, go, go. Yeah, and I think I remember just having a conversation like, All my friends you. will say to me, like, well, you finished that drink really fast. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just remember kind of saying to you, I was like, I think maybe you just need to, like look at yourself a bit more and like yeah. not even like look at yourself more but just how you're feeling at that time because it's like it's not like yeah we're alcoholics but it's like I think alcohol just does have a certain effect on us when we're feeling like mm. a certain way mm. I think that as well because it's that annoying thing of like if every single time we went out and we acted like that we would obviously be like right we, alcohol just obviously doesn't fucking work with us we can't drink but it's not every time sometimes I'll go out have a completely normal time we won't get too drunk it'll be fine and then other times that will happen. Yeah. And that is what really irritates me because it's like you, you feel like you can never predict. Like sometimes you wake up the next day and remember everything and be like, everything's fine. And I think that is the key to it. It's like what you don't realise is yeah, maybe how you're feeling before. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And how do you guys feel? Because it's obviously such a um, thing that you have in common and it's so yeah. good that you can like empathise with each other on that yeah, level about having like a bit of a difficult relationship with alcohol mm-hmm. um, how do you feel that having a person to share it with impacts it? I just think it's been really like it's just I feel like you're the one person that I can speak to about this that not only is non-judgmental but that actually like gets it Yeah, like because you guys don't judge me for stuff like that but that doesn't happen to you do you know what I mean like not on a regular anyway like I feel like I can just go to Izzy and be like I feel fucking did this ridiculous stupid thing and she'll be like I've been there I've done it and like she it's not like she'll be like don't worry babe it's fine like she will be like you need to sort it out yeah like I remember like yeah speaking to you at that point being like and I'd again not saying like I'm the angel but I remember I'd like I'd been quite good for a while so I was like okay cool so let's kind of like talk about this what do you kind of think why were you doing this let's kind of like Mm. try to like not make this happen so often because it is fine but yeah, there came a point where, like, some of my friends were like, you're actually a bit of a liability on the night yeah, out. exactly. It's actually really annoying for us. But it also us. sounds like if anyone's in a place to tell you that and it'll land, it's her. Yeah, yes. totally. Exactly. And I feel like, and I can't even remember times, but I feel like there have been times where we've always been like, it's fine, but you were really drunk or, you know, you kind of did this and it's like, it is fine. And I think, yeah, it's mad to, like, be best friends with someone who has understand, like, I guess, like, some of the worst moments, like, in your life. Um, Okay, so now we'll move on to our quick fire round, which is just keep them as short as possible, but also, if they're good stories, we definitely want you to elaborate. Um, So starting on your funniest memory with each other. Do you remember, you came when you came to visit me in Bristol, and we went on that weird bender with those two guys. Yes. One of them was called Donny, yes. the guy you were sitting with yeah. whilst I was in Pavlo. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember literally turning to him and saying, has anyone ever told you, you know, just like Anne Robinson from The Weakest Link? Say again. Oh, sorry. Oh, it was this guy. <laughs> 
sitting there and Izzy just suddenly goes to him has anyone ever told you you look just like Anne Robinson from The Weakest Link and this guy I just remember looking at this guy's face he just sat there like oh my god I was with this like Spanish guy called Pablo no, I was with fucking just... Anne Robinson in the corner that's what means Zara's relationship works she's with the model in the corner and I'm with the fucking tramp from outside <laughs> What is one funny or annoying habit that they don't know they have? Oh, mate, she's going to say something. Go on, Izzy. Well, <laughs> the thing is, and I think, I think you're aware of it, so sometimes, you know, you get a bit awkward. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think, it's not an annoying habit. What was the question? Is it an annoying habit? Or something. Funny or annoying on. habit that they're not okay. aware of. I can't think of it, but just, you know, sometimes when you first meet people, she doesn't know whether to do, like, a handshake or a hug. Like, she never... I feel like you never quite know what to do. Like, for me, I'm always just like, I'm just always going to go in the hug, but sometimes she just stands, she's like, hi, you're all right? And sometimes she'll, like, go for a handshake. Literally or talk, I literally stand, I literally stand there, and I'm like, I have no idea what she's going to do when she meets someone new, and inside it just always In year nine, I like, met her friend, and I went in for a handshake, and she was like, like, year nine. And she's like, I thought she was not, giving me a handshake. You're not as bad now, like, you're not as awkward, but just sometimes I'm just like... I've funny. seen her a lot of times go for the, like, you alright? Yeah. Nod. Because then, at least like, then I know I won't fuck it up. Yeah, like, you know, because why. you know someone like goes in for a big hug and you're like, nice to meet you. <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing, in my head she's always going to go, nice to meet you, pal. Like, yeah. And I know that like you want to do that in your head. Alright, sorry, annoying habit. Izzy's annoying habit is that she cannot no, <laughs> no, she can't multitask and people are always texting her, so whenever she gets a text, until she's finished reading it and replying, I can't, I can't engage with her. I can't engage with her. And the whole time she's going, sorry, oh, sorry, oh sorry. God. I'm like, just finish, it's fine. Oh my god, that is actually <laughs> that is so accurate. Yeah. She can't, like, it's like I'll speak to her and it's just not. So I feel like this doesn't bode very well for the final question, which is, imagine that you two were shipwrecked on a desert island oh, alone. Okay. How would you fare? I would put songs in your head. I feel, I know, I feel, I like, we, I I feel like we'd argue. Oh, like, it'd, it'd I feel like we'd, we'd try to build a shelter and Izzy would be like, this is the shittest. <laughs> and then also... Izzy, I think you'd be like, the leaves aren't thick enough. Yeah, yeah. The rain temperature is <laughs> never going to match the temperature We always have these arguments about like me thinking I'm right and Izzy being like, you're wrong, but I'm so stubborn that I will just double down till the end. But also, like, most of the time she is right, which is really annoying. I think, honestly, I've been right about one thing in our friendship and Zara was like... Yeah, well, I thought that anyway. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm right. It also, is he would like die, you would get some, you would like die of some burn. Yeah, I'd be burnt. Yeah. You'd yeah. be like, oh, I've got a nice little tan. I'd be like, I'm dying in the corner. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> Zara would be like, I'm too tired to get a sunblock. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'd survive. I don't know. I don't really have any skills, like, to build. But you things. are, this sort of thing, I was like, you are quite smart, so. But I'm not very, like, common sense. I feel like book smart, yeah, but if they were, like, survive in a desert island, I'd be like. I think I'd be, <laughs> I, I think we'd be okay. Like a day. Yeah, yeah, Didn't sound like it from that answer. Yeah, it was, that wasn't great. Yeah. Famous last words, we'll be okay. You had put songs in your head. Oh, yeah. I start singing songs. <laughs> Okay, guys, well, this has been fantastic. I've been Eleanor. And I'm Christina. And Zara and Izzy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks so (laughs) much for having us. Bye! What I just loved about this interview was the energy between Zara and Izzy and I don't know either of them that well and from the first five minutes when we walked through the door, it was just... 
top volume like crazy all the time and then what I thought was really kind of sweet in a way of in the interviews all the way through they kept just like admiring each other with different traits and I noticed a few times Izzy kept saying you know how clever Zara is and how good she is at things and then Zara was just talking about how many friends Izzy had and how she just kind of like universally loved and that just really struck me because I think sometimes I'm, I, I miss those things in my friends. And I really got the impression that they at least don't get many chances to highlight that to each other and to say, actually, I'm so um, impressed by the fact that everyone who meets you really likes you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's one of those things that makes you think about your friends and the traits you admire and, and haven't told them. Yeah, it is true. One thing I found really interesting is in the when we were talking about their early days at school um it's obvious that bonding over things like fallout boy really have bonded them in a strong way that's lasted now for like 15 years but at the same time that environment sounded really tense and stressful and high pressure and it's something i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that the years between like 11 and 14 is some of the most fraught and the environment of school where you're forced to pick your best friend and everything's public and such high pressure um can be I think the making or the breaking of a lot of friendships so it was really interesting to me to hear how they sort of overcame that and the fact that actually you know if they had stuck to what their 12 year old selves were sort of forced by that pressured environment to do they might not be friends now so and it's a it's a funny old thing I think because you know you laugh about these things and Bebo top friends and all of this stuff it is funny and we all laugh about it but we've remembered it and it's Mm. the things that stick to you and I used to be devastated if someone would like take me out of their top 20 friends on Bebo I would call them up and be like what yeah it is weird and I think kind of the last bit that we got into at the end that I found really interesting was their whole kind of conversation on the impact of alcohol in their relationship and it's for us in our time of life, so I graduated uni just a couple of years ago, and I think when you're in university, it's such a culture of drinking and it's almost celebrated, like, going out and getting really drunk. Completely. Yeah, I think it's just so common and um, everyone of a certain age, I think, can relate to, you know, the binge drinking culture that we're all a part of. Absolutely every one of us has been there. It's true. So on the one hand, I, I related a lot, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will, But on the other hand, it is really interesting to think about the role that your friendships play, um, you know, when alcohol is involved. And I think Zara and Izzy revealed a lot about um, the different ways that that can play out. It is such a culture in kind of our friendship circles and the way that we've grown up. But actually, then when I start thinking about myself and kind of some of the sticky situations that I've been in, I'm like, well, shit, Mm -hmm. thank God for my friends, but also... Like, there's the friends that I know I'm going to get really drunk with and the friends I don't. It's like you rely on your friends to help you if you take it too far, which everyone probably does sometimes. But you also rely on them to tell you, like, when you've taken it too far and you need to kind of calm down. So it's this sort of two-pronged thing with alcohol and friends. But I think it also just showed so much about how much they trust each other, how much they rely on each other, and that, you know, they know they'll never be judged. And that's ultimately, like, what was really powerful about hearing their story thanks for listening to another episode of between friends if you enjoyed this episode please spread the word as it really helps other people to find us you can email us on talk.betweenfriends at gmail.com or slide into our dms on instagram at betweenfriendspod thanks as always to our guests for sharing their story and to everyone who helped us produce this episode 
and a special thanks to Harry Nicholson who composed our wonderful jingle. And finally, thanks to you, our listeners. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll buy you a new one. You don't have to ask. We have so many. This is why I get my eyes from Sainsbury's. It still works. Okay. Oh, Izzy, your hands are actually shaking. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it looks- right.